Wow, thank you so much for our mandate and call to action. Uh, and with that, I want to introduce our first panel of the morning, uh, who, which will be moderated by uh, Mary Michael. Uh, Mary Michael is an innovative and trailblazing senior leader in the healthcare industry. She has an unparalleled track record of success in developing and incubating novel business solutions across a diverse portfolio of healthcare arenas. Uh, she is currently the Vice President of Patient Advocacy and Stakeholder Management for Atsuka America Pharmaceutical. Uh, Mary has spearheaded the launch of the Global Council on Alzheimer's Disease, uh, which is a collection of preeminent opinion leaders across sectors that influence the Alzheimer's space. And we're very excited that she'll be joining us today to talk about an amazing collaboration, the kind of collaboration we'd like to spark coming out of this conference uh, that is going on in Camden, New Jersey. So with that, I'll welcome Mary to the stage. Thank you so much. Um, I'm joined here this morning by Micheline Davis with um, RWJ Barnabas Health in, uh, in New Jersey, as well as Chris Calori, who is the um, uh, director of the board of directors for Rutgers Rowan University in Camden, New Jersey. I'm just going to ask each of um, the panelists to kind of give us a quick little intro. And we really want to make this an interactive discussion here because, um, you know, while we wait for innovation from a medical standpoint, we really can't wait to take care of uh, those individuals that are impacted by Alzheimer's today, whether it's individuals that are diagnosed with Alzheimer's or by the caregivers and family members who love them, as well as us, the community. So we're going to talk to you about what we're involved in, and we're very proud to be partners with um, Rutgers Rowan University uh, and also with Barnabas Health and some other um, innovative uh, partners in the audience like uh, Dementia Action Alliance with Jackie Pinkowitz, um, who's on our board as well. So with that, um, Chris, do you want to give a quick sure. intro? Uh, my name is Chris Calori. I'm the uh, CEO of the Rowan Rutgers Board. The, uh, the Rowan Rutgers Board was formed in 2012 by statute, uh, primarily to, uh, uh, to take the two institutions, to leverage the institutional powers of uh, Rutgers and Rowan uh, in Camden and to, uh, to uh, build out the EDSA-MEDS corridor. Uh, Micheline Davis is on our board, uh, a very, very influential member of the board. Our objective is threefold. We believe in doing research. We are going to be a, 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 a huge uh, uh, instrument of economic development. And third, uh, in, uh, that's what we want to talk to you today about, is to uh, develop a pipeline for uh, workforce uh, uh, pipeline in, to, to work in the healthcare sector in Camden and beyond. So that's what we're working on. The program we want to talk to you today is part of that, uh, part of that third objective. Good morning. <clears throat> I'm Micheline Davis. I am the Executive Vice President and Chief Corporate Affairs Officer for RWJ Barnabas Health. It is the largest integrated healthcare system within the state of New Jersey. Um, I believe that we are the 12th largest in the country at this point. Uh, and as Chris just mentioned to you, I am uh, a proud member of the board at Rutgers Rowan. Um, I am also, however, um, both uh, originally from the city in which our board sits, which is Camden, New Jersey, which many of you may uh, be familiar with. It has been ranked the most dangerous city in America. Um, it is a, a city which has its complexities and um, wonderful, wonderful people full of hope because I think that that's an important element for you to know as we go forward into this discussion. Um, as well as the fact that I am the caregiver of a mother who has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So, 
Chris, let's talk about uh, a little bit about what the Alzheimer's Journey Coordinator Program is and, and what the genesis of that program is. at. Sure. Uh, but let me just, uh, before I answer that, Micheline uh, is exactly right. Camden was one of the most dangerous cities in America. But uh, in 2012, the murder rate was 60 Today, we're down to 20. So I think progress is being made, and we're very proud of it. So, uh, uh, See, the, the, the uh, Alzheimer's Journey Coordinator Program was really has been modeled after uh, the patient navigation program in oncology. Uh, the, one of the reasons we wanted to develop this program is to uh, help bridge the gap that we strongly believe exists between the clinic uh, and the family members and the caretakers. So, uh, in fact, we are in the process of designing a six-month certificate program that will help uh, these coordinators uh, help the patients and the family uh, bridge this gap that exists by being a supportive resource and also being uh, there for the education of the caregivers. It's astonishing. I was just outside looking at some of the stats, and you could see the deficiencies that exist even in awareness and education. So we really believe that this Alzheimer's Journey Coordinator Program will meet that need that exists today. Uh, I know this for a fact uh, because last week, for the first time, I had an opportunity to sit down with a group of ministers and advocates in Camden. It was a very diverse group of African Americans and Hispanics and uh, some non-minority groups there as well. The thing that dawned on me uh, is their own um, illustration of the lack of awareness, the lack of support, the inability to deal with the complexity of the healthcare system, uh, even in a place like Camden. And if there isn't an evidence of a clear and present opportunity to solve that problem with this program, I don't know what else is. Uh, so the way we view it is while the research continues to find a cure for Alzheimer's, this is an opportunity that we have and to, to, and a, uh, and to, to lay a solution for a problem that exists today. So that's why we are very focused on it, and Jackie Pinkowitz from the Dementia Action Alliance, who's here today, is, an, is a profoundly important member of helping develop this curriculum. Terrific. Uh, Micheline, you mentioned that you, um, you know, are a caregiver for somebody who, you know, your mother who's um, diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and so you know, you know firsthand, and I think that when we first spoke, you talked about being part of a major healthcare system and having really a lot of resources at your hand, but really starting from ground zero when your mother was diagnosed. So how do you think that this um, Journey Coordinator Program will help individuals regardless of you know, where they sit in the healthcare system or outside of the healthcare system? Um, thank you. I think it's a fantastic question. I also think that um, there, there are two things that, that I want to make certain that Besides as well. So, yes, I am with this uber large healthcare system, but uh, Chris and I knew each other in prior lives because we um, have served as cabinet officers. Uh, in state government. Um, and I, I say that because of the fact that it means that we're also very well connected, right? So not only do I have the resources from within American acting state treasurer for the state, um, and so traditionally I get a phone call back. 
what's really interesting about what I think um, this um, navigator won, and then as this um, horrific disease has continued, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, has continued to rob us of her. Um, it literally is not just what to expect, because you can read about that. But I really believe that the coordinator will be able to equip the family, connect the family, right, with warm transfer. Um, what I think individuals don't truly re- realize at present is that it's a traumatic diagnosis for the family as well, right? You see your life not as you've known it, um, but also that any remaining dreams, right, that they're going to be, have to be tabled or shelled, and how do we navigate both for her and for that family through this process? So it's a pr- pretty traumatic uh, occurrence that you then have to begin immediately just kind of picking up the pieces and doing what we um, always do um, in order to, to get through life. But the issue is that, quite frankly, you, you really don't know who do I call first, you really don't know. And then what do I say when I get them on the phone? What is it that I'm actually asking you for? Um, other than just help, help you with what? Um, what does your mother need when she begins to not be able to tell you what she's experiencing on a daily basis, right? So her words are jumbled, right? Um, and so she tells me that her calendar hurts. I don't know what that is, right? So then I have to go through the process of trying to understand what it is that she needs. Um, this uh, navigator will be able to, I believe, firmly bridge the gap that exists. There is a chasm of understanding in this space. And so not only will they bridge the gap, but then they'll walk that bridge with the family. They'll um, ensure that the caregiver understands that it's okay not to know what you do not know. And that there's someone else who's going to be walking this path alongside with you. Um, and then directly helping to remove the barriers, really. Uh, Chris just spoke about the faith-based community. My father was a bishop, right? He, too, was very well-known. I will tell you, though, that at some point, because of the fact that they don't know, there's also that um, everyone has an ego in a faith-based community. It's twice as large. Um, And so they also don't want anyone else to know that they don't know. I think that the navigators will uh, assist us with really pushing back um, the, the uh, issue that we have of, of welcoming individuals into a space where it is okay not to know. And then being able to share information with them in a way, um, because they will come from this community, that is both culturally competent, relevant, real, immediately applicable. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I was going to ask you about the cultural sensitivities that are so important in this program. And I think um, that that's one of the reasons that we chose to band together and and really have this um, launch in Camden. And, Chris, you were talking about meeting with the the um, faith-based organizations and what have you. And I know that cultural sensitivity is something that's very near and dear to your heart as well. It it is. uh, I mean, we couldn't – I mean, it was fortuitous that we were housed in Camden. But I I want you to – Hear this one stat. 45% of the residents of Camden are Hispanic, and 45% of the residents of Camden are African American. So we have a, a, a ready-made platform to test every single bit of our curriculum in a city that desperately needs it. George, I saw that presentation you put up, and I got to tell you, 
that was unbelievably powerful to see the cost to the economy by 2060. That is a profoundly important thing, but I also worry about the cost of the families today. And I look at what these journey coordinators can do, and I see in them the capacity, what Micheline just talked about, to understand the community that they live in and to help them bring them to the right systems of care that they deserve. And that does not exist today. I, Rowan University, by the way, uh, for those of you who may know, has one of the most important institutes for successful aging in the country. But they are based in suburbia. Now, they are, the doctors there, the geriatricians there are so dedicated. So one of the things we're going to do is, in fact, we're doing a groundbreaking on a $70 million building in Camden that joins Rutgers and Rowan, and we're going to build the New Jersey Institute for Successful Aging in Camden. Because our thinking is that, yes, in an ideal world, it will be nice for people in Camden to get on a bus or a train or drive to Stratford, New Jersey, which is not that far, but it's far enough. Or we can house the program in Camden, where we train the folks living in Camden to work in these jobs, but more importantly, serve the people in Camden. That is not at the expense, by the way, of all the neighborhoods that are around Camden, but we see this as the perfect place to test this program because of the, of the population that exists there. So Chris um, and, and Micheline, I'm going to ask you both real quickly. Who is the ideal uh, journey coordinator? What would, what, what's, what's, the, what's the candidate look like? So uh, if I were to think about two characteristics that come to mind, uh, we're looking for somebody who is patient and somebody who is mature. Uh, this is not for a person who is a recent high school graduate who wants to go to college. I actually think and Jackie, I think, was a big driver in getting us to think this way. Uh, I actually think this is more appropriate for a person who is a social worker already or a mid-career person or a retired person who is a nurse because the, the disease continuum is so long that our biggest fear is uh, that we're going to train these folks, the first and second cohort, and pay for it ourselves because nobody else will pay but we're willing to make that investment in the first two cohorts, that we want to follow them for three to four years post-employment to show that it actually works. But in order to do that, we need people to stay in the program for the long term. So we need somebody who is patient and mature. And that's what I would say is the idea. I would again stress the, the incredible importance of cultural competence, and that is just not um, that we may look the same or come from the same background, but I need for you to understand the importance of my religion in my life, right? I need for you to understand the importance of, um, so it's, a, it's an individual who understands that as my mother, who grew up in the South ages, right, that her mind has immediately returned to the civil rights movement. And I think it has a lot to do with what she's seeing on TV right now, right? So it's an individual who understands how triggers will affect you. Um, and so she doesn't want to go to her doctor because she doesn't trust him because physicians, quite frankly, um, harmed many African-Americans uh, during that time um, intentionally. And so um, as a result of that, it's someone who understands all of that nuance and really is an individual who understands that they are both there to teach and to learn. 
great. Um, so uh, let me ask you, who, who would be potential em employers of these uh, coordinators? I mean, once they come out of the system, you know, this is brand new, you know, path that we're paving. Um, so who, who do you think might be the employer? Well, I've already threatened to hire them yeah. all <laughs> most immediately, right? We have about uh, 44,000 affiliated uh, employees at RWJ Barnabas Health, so I've said that certainly there's more than enough room. Uh, we've also just launched uh, a new uh, geriatric initiative across the system. When you treat 5 million of New Jersey's 8 million people, it just makes sense. Um, and so I, I really think that, that that is who needs them most, right? I think that our um, palliative care centers and other entities will, will also begin to do the same. Um, but I will tell you that I also see this as something that corporations should really be investing in. And so we'll begin having uh, those discussions and really entering the business community with the fact that this is an investment in your employee base because individuals like myself, right, are affected as a result of, of being that caregiver. So, so how can we best assist your senior level corporate executives? So I see this in a variety of ways, actually. I think that the Journey Coordinator Program has arrived on time at exactly the right time in American history. Wonderful. Chris? Um, well, I, so I, I'll just say I'm glad Micheline is going to hire everybody. Um, <laughs> this is important because we are convinced in the end there are two things that will become self-evident. One is there's going to be a reduction of the cost curve in the healthcare system. And number two is there's going to be an added benefit of this intangible relief for the family and the caregivers, like Micheline. And I know that's harder to quantify, but ultimately, if we can establish those two as the primary benefits of this program, we've done more than we, we ever set out to do. Um, look, I'll, I, I know we want to turn it over for some questions if they're available, if there's time. Um, I'm a big proponent of the Occam's razor principle. I never want to simplify the complicated, and I would never want to complicate the simple. Uh, we're trying to curate the right balance with this curriculum. If we do our jobs correctly, the journey coordinators will come out with the skills that both the families and equally important, the employers can, can, uh, can, will demand, uh, like uh, Micheline's uh, employer. So that's what we're trying to do, and, uh, and, and we hope, uh, if we're invited again next fall, we'll be able to come and talk about what we actually did, not what we want to do. Terrific. Should we just open it up for a couple of questions? Okay. Oh, I think there's Jackie. I just want to um, make aware to you that individuals living with early onset dementia are part of the curriculum development. It's in the background, but they are helping us to create the curricula so that their voices and their perspectives are included. And I just didn't want you to not understand that. Thank you. There's a question back there. Oh, right there. Uh, thank you very much. I was wondering what actual menu of services are their coordinators going to have to offer people who call? Because it's true that people don't know what they don't know, and they don't know what to ask for. And in addition to the coordinators giving um, 
emotional support, I think it's really important that they have actual tangible services like daycare, support groups, clinical trials, etc., because that's what people really don't know where to get and need in one place. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you asked this question. Look, this isn't a PhD program, right? So we're trying to balance, we're, we're trying to do this in six months. That's the length of the certificate program. And we're precisely trying to, to answer those questions. What are the services that this journey coordinator is going to provide the families? For example, is it, uh, are, the, are they going to be uh, quarterbacking all the medical appointments? Are they going to help the family navigate through the insurance system? Are they going to actually facilitate the transportation that needs to be done to take the, 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 the person with Alzheimer's to the, to the doctor or the hospital? Uh, that is a lot to ask for, uh, but we are starting uh, very, very deep, and Jackie and the Alzheimer's Association and the Caregiver Action Network are all helping us cull through that precise list of services. This person, by the way, I want to be very clear, this person is not the care provider. This person is literally serves the role of the support function that does not exist today. And, and, and I will tell you, we've talked to many of the employers who currently do it. Now, uh, let me just amend it once. There are some who offer services on an informal basis today. Uh, we've heard of those in, uh, even in New Jersey. But and we're also not saying that we know all the answers. We would love to hear your uh, input on this as well. Uh, but in terms of services, that is precisely the stuff that the curriculum is focused on because we want to get it right. I'm associated with Alzheimer's Greater Los Angeles, and we've had care coordinators for many, many years mm -hmm. who I think perform those kinds of services. So it might be a good model to look at. We would love to. And, Again, yeah, that would be great. We also were part of the El Portal Latino Alzheimer's Project started in 1991, which offered that to a specific ethnic community as a research project and was very successful. So I just want to offer that. Thank you. Hi, I hear a lot of talk about um, the caregiver, care partner, um, and supporting them, but are you also um, thinking about the individuals living with symptoms? In the early to moderate stages, for example, um, we've got Brian Van Buren, Michael Ellen Bogan, um, Greg O'Brien. We have people here who are in the earlier stage. And if these um, navigators can support them earlier on, you help support their resilience, um, you know, their ability to help themselves. What is your thinking on that? I mean... You know, this is the perpetual challenge I think we're going to face. It, it is important to diagnose uh, and, 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 and come up with a plan early on. Uh, our challenge is, and, and I, will, I will defer to the experts in the room, uh, in, 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 the, in the year or so research that we've done in the community, the, the penetration of information on this particular disease is still lacking. Mm -hmm. uh, so diagnosis means that you actually have to be able to bring that person to get diagnosed. And the PCPs, uh, and I'm going to say this and I'm sure people are going to yell at me, the PCPs are not always equipped to diagnose uh, a disease like this. And I don't know whether that you agree or disagree with me, but that's the feeling I get. So our hope is 
that we want to work with the faith-based communities and the members in the community to make sure that the awareness goes up and then we want to bring them into the New Jersey Institute for Successful Aging for diagnosis. And that's where we intend to place these uh, Alzheimer's Journey coordinators. So from that point on, they can stay with the family and the person with Alzheimer's. So the answer is yes, but I think it's going to be we're asking a lot of this one person, so, and, but that's something that we're thinking about. So yeah. we will be here throughout the program um, to answer some questions, but I think we need to wrap it up right now. But thank you so much, Chris and Micheline, and thank you all.